Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. And this week, we're doing a little follow-up on last week's podcast, <laughs> which I can't remember the title of right now. Do you remember the title? I don't. <laughs> Something about creating ritual. No. Yes. Yeah, it was about creating ritual. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> we did it twice, so. That's true. We should be able to remember. Yeah. Uh, no, it's about creating ritual and about what the difference is between creating ritual for yourself, creating co-creating ritual, and creating group. ritual for a group, yeah. um, individually for a group. And uh, we were at the end of that talking about uh, the, the tarot practice that Veronica was going to share with us that night in our women's group. Yeah. And then we said, oh, we'll follow up. And uh, it was it was a thing like, yeah, it was quite a ritual. And then I had a lot of stuff come up afterwards. Right. And uh, one of the things that we ended up discussing was kind of how we were seeing the cards differently and how we experience, you know, basically this not just the cards in a different way in our bodies, but what they represent differently specifically the high priestess exactly right so uh yeah where should we start with this we didn't really have a plan sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> we were like oh this is a good idea to talk about and then hmm, how are we going to talk about that well I'll, I'll start with my relationship with the card and yeah. kind of like yeah, yeah. leadership roles well i actually my lifetime card so those of you who don't know what that means is like you take your birthday you add it up and it equals a number and then that number correlates to the major arcana in the tarot. So mine is the high priestess. So that is my lifetime card. And so I have a relationship with the high priestess, um, like in my lifetime, like how do I live my full potential myself, like my, my true self. Um, and so when I was coming up with the plan for that card, it was like, how do I, embody that card um like in my life mm -hmm. like as myself so that's kind of like where i was coming from and how i chose it and then um so it was it, the way it came across it was interesting because emily was like oh you chose a po posture i would not have chosen it's kind of a, a kind of like more of a, a smaller feeling like in your body, maybe yeah, I'm, to disempowerment with how you. I felt. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I was like, Oh, this felt empowering to me. So mm -hmm. for me, the energy was more of like a meditation, you know, she holds intuition and sacred knowledge. And in the tarot, she's sitting down and she's holding the Torah. So like spiritual knowledge and, um, and coming from this kind of more of a quieter, holding mm -hmm. a quiet strength and going inside, um, kind of like third eye energy, pretty much. And so when I chose that posture, like that's what I was feeling embodied in myself. And then I, Emily was afterwards, maybe you could share um, 
what your experience was afterwards. Well, let me just share what my take is on that card as oh, well, great. <laughs> because I feel like I'm very much in alignment with what you're saying right now, but I experience it physically differently. Oh, oh, we have a cat on the table. <laughs> we have a visitor to our podcast today. Magic Carburetor has made made an entrance. Um, anyway, sorry. We're just trying to This keep is it. our animal podcast, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Welcome to my zoo, um, which is actually a real thing. But I totally experienced the high priestess as being this card that taps into intuition and wisdom and spirituality mm-hmm. and really that inner like font of knowledge that we all hold. And there is a quietness to her in that she is like accessing all of that. There is a meditative quality, but to me, it feels like this big opening So when I sit with that energy in my body, I don't feel that like, um, I wish, I wish this was a visual cast. (laughs) We are talking about maybe YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, this would be a perfect podcast for YouTube. Um, because what, what I feel is this kind of radiating. So I'll tell you what to do with your body and then you can see what I'm saying. Nice. Bring your shoulders up, down and back and reach your arms out to the side and feel the way that your chest is opened and your heart is radiating out. And to me, that feels like the high priestess, like this energy running through from like above and below, right? So this connection to the sky and the earth, but that that energy moving through me. Whereas like, for example, mm-hmm. the magician you have with one arm up and one arm down, and that energy is running through him as well as that it represents that connection. But to me, that feels very external. Mm-hmm. Whereas the high priestess feels like that energy is channeling through. And so for me, it's this feeling of like letting that energy channel through and then radiating it out. And so when we did the poses, Veronica's pose for that was to go really inward. It was mm-hmm. more of this kind of folding in on yourself. And I felt really disempowered by that, especially after coming from the magician who was like, you know, standing up and tall and proud. And then we go into this feminine energy and it was like, oh, now we're going to move in this other way. And I was like, oh, but this isn't, but I want to be empowered and standing up and radiating radiating out all my energy, you know, which turned into this whole discussion that we ended up having. Um, But I think it's a really important discussion because we are not all going to experience these energies in the same way. For sure. And that's okay. And it's real. I mean, yes. we're all so different. Yes. You know, and, and just as the tarot represents, it's like our lives as well. Like, you know, no one person is going to take a task and do it the same way. Right. You know, like you're not going to look at a representation of something and everybody's going to be like, this all is this. Um, and then you put your, you know, your own into your body and then you're having your own filter on top of that. Right. So, right. Yeah, I, I think um, it's important to identify how certain energies move through you. And sometimes you don't even know that until you're working with them, embodying them. Yep. Like if, you know, if somebody had asked me how I felt, how I would feel trying to embody the high priestess in this other pose, I, I wouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until we were moving through the flow and I was like, ooh, this is not landing right for me. And how do I sit in this? Um, That's so funny because I just came to my mind of what my husband and I do. 
and I'll tell him something and he'll tell me almost the exact opposite of what he thinks I would want. And it, <laughs> what? <laughs> for example, like, I'll be like, I don't know what to do about, um, you know, should I do this? Should I take this class? Um, it's, you know, there's a lot of time involved, blah, 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 blah. So he'll just like say something, what he might think, but it's usually like he knows what I really want by listening to me. And so he'll say the opposite. He'll say the opposite. And then he's like, you know what? You just need to hear this right now. And then I can figure out what I actually want. Like, it's like a representation of like, oh yeah, no. Because he's putting the, the thing you don't want the, in front of you. And it's so very then... obvious. I don't want that. Oh, uh -huh. I want this. So like sometimes when you feel that, like, oh, well, that doesn't feel right. Oh, but this does. You know, it kind of turns you towards what you, what feels good or what you do want. So sometimes you have to have that opposition so that yes. you can find your yes. Exactly. The contrary. It's got to yeah. be the other side of, you know, that's like when they say, oh, you have to have hard times to, to, to understand what it's like to have good times. Yeah. You know, if it's good all the time, then it's not going to be good all the time. Cause you're going to be like, Oh, to be bored. <laughs> Super boring. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's interesting is on the fool's journey. Like as I have studied the fool's journey and moving from one card to the next, um, each one feels like it is a progression. And sometimes there is a regression that happens as you move through, as you move through the journey. Like, okay, nope, now I have to be tempted with the devil, uh -huh. you know, and then, okay, I can move past that. Now I'm doing this. Oops, I just took a step back, mm -hmm. you know, um, which is what happens in life. You right. Know? Well, and I, I was also thinking about how it happens um, differently at different times. So you might move through, even just physiologically, I was just thinking about moving through that yoga flow today versus mm -hmm. moving through it last week might feel really so differently, different. right? Yep. And that's the case with any body movement, yep. which is part of the beauty of this whole concept of like embodying the tarot. Like how does this live inside of you right now? Exactly. And then how does it live inside you? Tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> um, and you learn so much about yourself mm -hmm. as you watch how this moves through. Um, another thing that I just want to say, because you said this to me yesterday, Veronica, and it was really beautifully put, and it's something I very much – um, just super strongly believe in is that when stuff comes up, so like, like when feelings come up around a pose or, or even just in life as you're moving through, just keep moving. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to get stuck in the thought that comes up. Cause that's what happens. That's where oh, yeah. we start to suffer, right? Is, oh, this is horrible. Oh, I don't like how this feels. Oh, yes. well, like the story, just keep moving. Oh, my hips are too tight. I can't do this. Right. Yeah. Um, so whether it's physiological or psychological or emotional, to, to just allow yourself to continue the physical movement, which will change things. Mm -hmm. It will alter your experience. It well, and this, this is like the magic of yoga that I feel. Um, and that when I started after my sister passed and I went into grief yoga, um, I remember ask, asking my instructor, I'm like, I just, all I want to do is cry. He's like, okay, well, that's why you're here first uh -huh. and then second is yeah you cry and you keep going uh -huh. like that i mean it's like a rep it's kind of like a representation of your life like yes some days you might just crawl you know crawl in a hole and cry and yeah. not do anything but guess what you're not going to do that every day at some point you're going to crawl out of your hole right and, and gonna... most of the time a whole day is really long yeah exactly <laughs> 
She might cry for an hour and then crawl out of your hole. <laughs> or you might cry and then go back to your hole. Right. And then, you know, it's just, but you keep moving. Like, right. There's a point, you know, you think you're going to drown in it, but you, you're not. But when you let it flow, it shifts. Moving, it shifts, it changes. Yes. And and you grow and you change and you, right. you, know, you move through it. You and give it, yourself permission to have the experience you're having in that moment and continue to flow through it versus clamping down on it. They're all the learning. <laughs> <laughs> and here you it's, thought we were going to talk about tarot. It's painful. <laughs> and you know what? This is the thing. It's I, I feel like I like the idea of correlating the tarot with, with yoga is like, it's so, so cool to me because I'm so into yoga and there's a reason why. Yeah. And then the tarot is like, oh my gosh, cause I've been doing it for years, but never I've separated those two practices, but like, how can you actually bring them together? Right. You know? And then, yeah, present them you know, in, in a way where people can have these experiences, whether positive or negative, and then move through with it. Right. You know? Yeah. To move through and transform yeah. as you take one step, one foot in front of the other. Um, so uh, I'm sure we mentioned this last week, but I'll just mention it here again. We are teaching a tarot class, <laughs> <laughs> a yoga tarot class. Uh, and that is coming soon in July. In July. July. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what month? Yeah, so we're launching in July, and um, there there will be details for that coming very very soon, like in the next week or so, um, at wisewomanwitchery.com. So, uh, or you can subscribe to my newsletter, and then you will get all the updates about all the things <laughs> all the time. <laughs> there's like a full moon coming up with like an eclipse and everything. I know that's so like tomorrow. Amazing. That's we should definitely tomorrow. talk about that too. But I don't want to get too far away from where we are. The high priestess, actually. Yeah, let's go back to the high priestess. <laughs> we'll do some circles here. This is how Veronica and I talk in real life. <laughs> and then pretty soon, three hours have passed, and we're like, we should probably get off the phone. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, that's right. I have other things I have to right, do. Right. <laughs> my house is clean. I've walked my dogs. Yeah. I've <laughs> like cleaned the litter boxes. I've swept my floor. And I probably should get off the phone now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's only 8 a.m. <laughs> get a lot done. Yeah. And I'm exaggerating a little bit. But I mean, I get that many things done, but usually not in three hours. Like two hours. And a half. Something. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, going just looping back to the high priestess, which is where this conversation began, um, and and kind of thinking about that idea of leading. Mm -hmm. So going back to where we were talking last week about creating ritual and how how all of that works, and taking this lesson that we are learning continuously. I always think I've learned a lesson, right? And then it's uh -huh. like back up in my face again. And I'm like, oh, you again? Didn't I already learn you? No. But like, actually, you're going to learn this a little bit differently this time. Right. It's going to hurt a little more. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're going to go in deeper. Yes. Yeah. I surrender. I surrender. <laughs> um, yeah. This idea of, of like all of us experiencing something differently or having the same meaning, but mm -hmm. holding that differently in our bodies. Totally. Right. Or in the way we embody something. And, and I think this goes to leadership too. And so as we were talking last week about what it's like to create rituals, you know, I was also talking about where, I don't know if I said it, but my thought was really about how to be the high priestess, how to embody this role of holding that container and um, bringing priestessing as a verb 
um, forward and that we are all going to do that differently, even if it means the same thing to us. Exactly. And I think that's, you know, I I do this year-long priestess path and that is really what is at such the core of it is inviting people to step into their power, but recognizing that that looks really different. That's so hard, Emily, because, um, I mean, I just, as an, as an example, when I first started yoga teacher training, like I was looking at my yoga teacher as like, this is the representation. Like, this is my teacher. Uh This is who I want to be. Yeah. This is who I'm emulating. This is who I'm learning from. And then trying to go there I'm like I can't do her like I can't teach the way she teaches because you're not her I'm not her right I'm told I'm only me so I might not be doing it the way she does it I'm going to do it my way Mm -hmm. so like there's that whole learning process about accepting yourself of who you are and how your leadership is going to look like that is good enough and you know the message is going to come across that you want to you know when you when you're authentic within yourself and not trying to be somebody else. Well, and in addition to that, the people who need that message from you are going to get it. And I think that's also another really important thing to know is that, you know, as we learn how to step into leadership roles, as we learn to really embody our own gifts and bring those forth and share them with people in the world, it's not going to be for everybody. It won't. Because, yeah. you know, what I bring into the world is not going to be everybody's jam. And that's okay. I want everyone to like it. I know. I know. <laughs> I do too. That's the other part. I just like, want everybody oh, to wait, love I me. I want everybody to like it. Yeah. And then, you know what? They're not going to. Right. Because they're not know, there. They're not. That's just, you know, they might not be like, oh, yeah, that posture's not for me. Yeah. I don't really agree with that. Or I don't like the way you just led that meditation. Or that, right. You know, like I'm squirreling around. Why? You know, yeah. You know, this is one of the things that I have really learned as a therapist. You know, not, not all, therapy is not one size fits all. Like I am not everybody's fit in that realm either. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I am the first person to be like, let me help you find somebody who's a good fit because that's a really personal journey. And I think the same thing is true when you're looking for somebody to help you move through you know, whatever it might be in the yoga realm, get in, get in connection with your body. Mm-hmm. So anybody who's going to teach you physicality in, in whatever way. Yeah, you're either going to like it or you're not. Right. Like, that you, does not resonate in my body. Totally. Yeah. And you have to find the right person who's going to guide you in a way where you connect with yourself so that you can get the most out of it. Mm-hmm. And that goes for your spiritual path too. Exactly. Because, you know, I can teach you witchery all day long. But if I'm not your jam and somebody else is, you're going to get so much more out of that relationship with that other person. Exactly. And and that's what that is what I want for everybody. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to be able to find the place where they land and where they feel like they can connect most deeply and safely and feel held, you know, to themselves. Well, I think that's where you have the growth. You know, that's where you feel safe. And if you're feeling safe and held. Um, then you're more apt to want to step forward and be like, oh, okay, I can do this because I'm feeling confident that, that I'm good enough that what I have to share, although it looks different than somebody else's, like this is going to have value, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I also think there's something to be said about people who bring us up to our edges 
<laughs> but there is a difference between being brought up to your edge in a way where you can work it and being brought up to an edge in a way where you're like, no, yeah, I'm not doing this here. Um, and there's also people who just don't resonate for you. Yep. You know, I definitely have read so many books and sat in on so many workshops and classes over the years uh, in the realm of, of witchcraft and witchery and and so many other things too. But if, if I were just staying, if we're trying to stay in our vein of the witch next door, <laughs> uh, you know, there have been people out there teaching things where I've been like, oh, I want more of mm -hmm. this whether it was because of who they were or how they were teaching or just the information itself. Um, or, you know, that I don't know. You want more. And then there's other people who I've watched who have, or been around or learned from that I'm like, this isn't for me. Mm -hmm. This doesn't feel, this isn't resonating with my own, like, echo of spirituality inside of myself, whatever it might be. Which doesn't mean that they're a bad teacher. Or, or that they're have, wrong. Or that they're wrong. Exactly. It just yeah. means that's not for me. Yep. It's not It's not nurturing my growth. And I think it's really important to not only recognize who nurtures you, but then to recognize like, this is who, like Veronica was saying, this is who I am as a teacher. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be my teacher. Yep. I'm going to bring my own self to the table. And again, this is that piece of empowerment, right? Like we're, if we're talking about being a high priestess, like, or being a priestess, mm -hmm. if we're talking about embodying that card or embodying those actions that go along with that energy, that's going to look different for each person. Exactly. Even if yep. the words that we say to describe it are the same. Yep. Yeah. You're going to express it differently. You're going to, yep. Bring it to the table differently. It'll probably, it will be received differently. Right? <laughs> and that's your gift. Yeah. That's totally your gift. That's so interesting. I mean, I like are automatically I have, I'm having things coming up where I'm like, oh yeah, I see where, where, you know, where I have that, like, I should just be able to be okay with mm -hmm. whatever information that comes in should resonate with me. You know, like, why isn't it? And then having all oh, that. Like, like, you're doing it wrong as a learner. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm learning wrong as a learner. <laughs> you know, a learner. Yeah, because I have to learn all the things, mm -hmm. you know, that are, I want, I want, that's just my personality is like, I want to learn all of this. Yes. So it's being offered. I have to accept it or take it in, you know, um, obviously my own stuff. You know, <laughs> but I think we all have some version of that, yeah. whether it's making ourselves bad for not being able to do it right mm -hmm. or making someone else bad for not teaching it right. Yeah. Right. Instead of just letting it be what it is, which yeah. is just not for this, me. That one's not for me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And again, that's okay. I wonder how many times <laughs> I said we should have a drinking game. If I drank, I would. <laughs> Kombucha drinking. Right. Just take a sip of your kombucha or, you know, if you like alcohol, you could do a shot every time I say, and that's okay. <laughs> You're probably wasted by now. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel, I feel like this, this idea or this embodiment of the high priestess, you know, is like a really important thing. Uh, for anybody, not just women, but, you know, everyone of like, what is it like to be a leader, you know, and how uh -huh. do you lead from um, your intuition, from your, from this place of intuition. Mm -hmm. So like for me, you know, that's like my third eye, like how am I accessing that information that it's like coming from like 
source as opposed to like filtering through my ego. I mean, it's going to, it's just kind of what happens sometimes, but what if it was straight from source, right? You know, what if I could just access straight from source and then how would I feel about presenting when I'm presenting? If you're accessing it straight from source, then it's separate from you. Really? It's kind of separate from you. It's like, this is what I have to offer. This is from source. It's filtered through me. It's kind of like when, um, like a medium, you know, a medium is, is accessing this information either from the other side or where they're accessing their information. Um, if it's true, I believe, then there's nothing like it's, it's, it's just real. It just is what it is. There's no filter on it. There's no questioning. It just is. That's what it is. So I would argue with you a little bit here in that there is a filter on it Mm -hmm. because even when information comes through, it's still, we are human. So it is still going to come through our filter. And I think that's the place where um, where the way that we bring that information forth is going to resonate for some people and not for others. I wonder about that. Do you? I do. Because I see that with myself, for sure. Uh-huh. But I wonder about those who live in that place. I don't live in that place all the time. Like, that's not my work in the world. But if, if, I, if I did... I feel like there may be a way that you can, I do, I believe that there can be a way of accessing source without the filter. Hmm. Even, and literally letting the ego and the humanness of yourself and you are just a channel for what is coming through. But the way that information comes through would have to come to, like, I'm just thinking about, because, you know, I mean, you and I have taken mediumship classes Mm -hmm. together and I know I've taken other mediumship classes. And one of the things they talk about is coming up with your symbols. Yes. Right. So there's a way that you have to be able to articulate or communicate. And that is your filter. Yeah. And you're going to disagree with me, though. I, I can am. See your face. I am. Because I was like, OK, here we go. Here's, <laughs> here's another contrary. And that is I have seen mediums who can't translate it and it comes out and it's fuzzy because oh. all it is is pure from source. Like they don't know what this means. They're just saying what they see it's Mm -hmm. like literally it's just there's something with the big t truth there is an ultimate truth that i believe in all of this is my own belief okay i'm making all this up this is what what i believe that there is a true something Uh you know and and i do believe that some humans are able to channel that and speak it without their filter like I, I think it's very difficult. And then those talk who... about channeled texts, right? Yeah. There's all these channeled texts out there that, um, you know, like I can't, why can't I think of it? Jerry and Esther Hicks, right? Didn't they do a whole, I don't know what you're saying right now. Okay. never mind. Okay. <laughs> so moving right along. Uh, you'll have to tell me about that. Yeah, I will. Well, it's the, why, why am I drawing a blank? Oh, I hate that. Because uh, you're tapping into true source. Oh, me. is that what it is? <laughs> I don't think so. It's because I'm trying to tap into my memory, which is a whole other messy, like, spider web of reality. Um, and whoever's listening to this right now is, like, t- saying what it is. What is that? Oh, my God. Okay. I have to let this go. That's all right. But let, let me just go. say, there's channel texts out there in the world. Yeah. And there's quite a few of them. And there's spiritual leaders that yes. are literally, these these people are higher beings like they don't have they but are, are they higher beings 
Or is it just that they have access to something that maybe we don't have on the same realm, but that doesn't make them higher beings? It just makes them... Well, I say higher, that sounds like a judgment call. And that's right. not really what I'm judging. It's it's more like because of my own belief system as the way of the way the spirit evolves, mm. that maybe someone comes through that's more evolved. That's just all that means that they've already worked through maybe all the stuff that I'm that I'm trudging through, you know, and they're just a little more evolved and decided to incarnate. I don't know. Like <laughs> <laughs> this just went. I was gonna say, I feel like we just went down some crazy ass <laughs> freaking rabbit hole. I don't even know where we are right this now. Like the, like <laughs> the ultimate. This is like the high priestess <laughs> plus the star card. <laughs> We're at the universe now. There the we world. go. We have circled all the way to the world. Okay. So circling back around, because we just somehow got from the high priestess, which is like card four, to the world slash universe, which is like card 22. <laughs> and I don't even know how we got there, because there was like all this like climbing a mountain, and there's like some guru, and that's not even what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but we are, because we're talking about spiritual leaders. Yeah. Well, we're talking about being spiritual leaders. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or being our own. Empowered. Yeah. Stepping into our own gifts and being empowered. So maybe not even being a spiritual leader, except that you're just embodying your spirituality and your gifts and bringing that into the world in a place of confidence. And I think my point was that, and I said this, but I want to say it a little bit differently, is that even when we all do that, we're going to do it differently. So for like me, I'm loud, right? <laughs> Clearly. Uh, and sometimes I'm not. I can I can lead from a much more, I, I lead usually from a pretty rooted place. Yeah. Um, but my energy is big. I take up space and I can hold a container because of, because I take up space, I can stretch my energy out to hold this field. Whereas other people might be more quiet in the mm -hmm. way that they step into that role. And it doesn't mean they're holding it any less. They're just holding it differently. You might have to listen harder to hear them, which might be a lesson in quieting yourself, right? It's, it's everybody has something to teach us and we all have something to learn. Love it. Wow, that was like a really good cap, huh? Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Feel pretty good about that. Wish I'd hit end there. <laughs> <laughs> thank you everyone for joining us. Yes, thank you for tuning in. If you are interested in embodying your own like priestess self, uh, hop on over to wisewomanwitchery.com and check out the information on the priestess path because we have a new cohort launching June 19th. Um, and this is, of course, if if I feel like a good teacher for you. Because maybe I'm not and you need to find someone it's else. It's got to be a good fit. It's got to be a good fit, right? <laughs> That's the thing. Got to find the thing that fits. But if if the stuff that I'm saying and, you know, the stuff we're talking about is resonating for you and you're liking this vibe, hop on over and check it out. It might be something you're interested in. Uh, and again, that starts June 19th. And then stay tuned for our tarot embodying, what do we call it? Living the tarot story. That's awesome. That's the name of our class. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> like embodying the tarot or something like that we can I don't, change it yeah it's not too no, late i like it yeah living, we're the, living, it. living the tarot story yeah. so 
anyway, with, with the caveat that the whole point of living it is embodying it, being, yeah, embracing it. So I'm just going to ramble here for a while, which means it's a good time to stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us. We'll be back with you next week with some new, very exciting topic, I'm sure. (laughs) Any last words, Veronica, for this week? No. (laughs) Can you tell I'm a little bit quieter? (laughs) Yeah, which is not actually true. Veronica can be really loud. I can. I come from a big family. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have to use your voice to be heard. Totally. Yeah. And we all, anyway. Okay. Stopping this. Keep it magical, everyone. And we'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening to Witch Next Door. If you like what you hear, you can click the anchor support link in the description of this podcast. And if you want to help other people like you find us, you can do that by... You can rate us, you can review us, or you can subscribe. Right? Yeah. And you can do all those things. You could just <laughs> click the little stars, you know, and give us like little some comments. cold stars and a little comment. Yeah. How was this for you? You know, whatever. Love it. I totally love it. it. That way people who are checking out podcasts will be like, hmm, that Veronica and Emily sound like an interesting listen. I think I'll pop over there or, wow, they're off the hook. We'll go listen to them. Those people can't stop laughing. This must be so- <laughs> there must be something good here. I could use a good laugh. Yeah. Anyway, so do that, please. We'd appreciate it. It does help other people find our podcast. And uh, and then we also really love to hear from you. So if you have feedback, that's another way to get it to us. Uh, you can also always write us at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.